0: Welcome to episode 242 of Live Happy Now. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, thanking you for joining us as we begin a brand new year. As we start this year, many of us have set resolutions, or maybe we're still trying to decide what it is we want and what we need from the next 12 months. Today's guest, Dr. Andrea Giglin, is an expert in positive psychology who also is known as Dr. Success because she helps business leaders learn how to define and reach their goals. Today, she's sharing those same practices to help you create goals for the coming year, learn how to think differently, and prepare yourself to accomplish those goals. Andrea, welcome back to Live Happy Now. It is always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you.
1: And it is always a pleasure to be here because your messages, I followed up, and I really love what you put out on social media, the articles, and the various
0: podcasts. I
1: really appreciate it.
0: Well thank you. You know as we were looking at the beginning of a new year and we wanted to do something that talked about setting goals versus setting resolutions so of course you came right. to mind. Thank you. And so um I thought that we could start this by having you explain to us the difference between setting a goal and setting a resolution.
1: You know, for me, and there's a lot of personal experience, you know, I once was a teenage girl, and I remember setting those (laughs) resolutions that said, I want to have a boyfriend, you know, (laughs) I want to lose the same 10 pounds. I was that teenager, you know, and as I evolved and in my education and in my life, what I realized was I was a statistic, and that statistic is the one that, you know, your listeners are going to be reading a lot this week how many days it takes before the resolution fails. And I wanted to know how to do that differently. And luckily my life work helped get me there. And so a resolution to me aligns more with just a declaration or an affirmation, whereas a goal is actually attached to something that you have in your mind that's already in process and or, You want to put in process and you begin to to think through, what do I actually have to do? What actions, what footsteps do I need to take to make that thing a reality? The difference is a resolution is kind of the spark and the goal has all the gas to get you moving.
0: That's a great way to put it. Because we do, as you mentioned, there's all the statistics about how long it takes for us to fail at our resolutions. <laughs>
1: oh, and this week, it will be absolutely the message out in the media. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, and then you have the early adopters who are like, "Look, I'm just going to go ahead and fail." Like three days into it, just to get that <laughs> out of the way. You know. So, in in terms yeah. of it, like, why is it so much more effective to set a goal? then to set a resolution. Is it your mindset or is it like, what is it the mechanism that makes it so effective?
1: Well, the mechanism is that a goal actually has like, you know, there's there's a line in self-help about the difference between a goal and a dream. And you can have a dream of something that you want to do. And a goal is actually when you take a wish and they call that a wishbone and you put it and you (laughs) end up having something with backbone in it. So it's actually the difference between... And you know, uh, I mean, a resolution, you know, it can be that initial inspiration, but what has to happen is a goal has multiple parts and there's all sorts of formulas that all of us have used in our lives that have that it has to have something certain it has to be something specific it has to have a timeline it has to have the resources that go with it there are very specific things that end up making a goal a goal and not a dream and not a wish and not a resolution
0: excellent you know it reminds me last year we had tara swart on and she talked about her book the source And one of the things she talked about was vision boards. And she's a believer in it. But she said, like, you can't just make a vision board and then wait for it to come true. You know, that's where we've kind of got it wrong. It's like you put the pictures up there and then you're like, okay, bring me my handsome knight in shining armor and my beach house. Yep.
1: (laughs) Yep. And, And I will tell you that I am a visual person. And for me, getting to see the picture of something helps. So for me, I actually have a vision book, and I've had the same book for 15 years. Wow. And I add to it. Yes, I add to it and I subtract because that's another part of the difference between a resolution and a goal. There is an actual, in addition to the process of setting up, you know, what strengths do I have? What are the resources? What are the steps I'm going to take? The things that you would do to actually see something come to life There is that other part of being able to see it and then knowing that, wait a minute, is this really, I thought I wanted that because my friend had it, or I thought I wanted that bigger job because it would pay more money, but my goodness, the disruption in my life is so dramatic. I really don't want it. And do I really want to live in that city? Like, you get to update things. Right. And there is a critical part of where we are at this moment in time that I would like to kind of give a little hint, you really don't have to set goals this week. The goal for this week, and actually many times for me it has been the month of January, is actually getting your mind ready to want to do some things different in your life. Not saying this, you know, because the rest of the world says January 1 something happens, I actually have a number of times a year where January is actually the one that I do more globally. And then I start putting very specifics to it. And then mid-year I do a check and then September one, and this is just a person who who has two master's degree and a PhD. I went to way too much school. So September, (laughs) honest to goodness, September is actually my mental new year.
0: Oh, how interesting.
1: Yes. And I know that it came out of habit that that was always my start point. January, you know, the first 20 years of your life, January is just the thing after the holidays and you go back to school again and you're picking up, you're finishing up where you, you left off. September, I just was always something very new and different. A lot of new was happening every September. So my cells just got used to it. And I encourage your listeners to do an inventory for themselves. There's a wonderful book out called when, and I think it's a Daniel pink. So your circadian rhythms, when is the best time of the day? It helps you discern as an individual, where do you fall so that you get the highest performance? Well, I'll say take that globally over a year and when do you have the greatest impetus? Is it after the spring and you've gotten new energy? Is there some, You know, there are different times. So my message is don't be held to the conformity of what the world is telling you. It's time to do this. It's time to do that. But invite yourself into the experience of observing your life, dreaming bigger than you have before, and putting the actions to it. What will that take? It just doesn't mean it has to be done tomorrow.
0: Right. And that's good because you can, you know, kind of like when you're going to say paint a room, you don't just go out and buy the paint and just come home and start slapping the paint on, you know, you think about it, Mm -hmm. you you look at different colors, Mm -hmm. you think about how it's going to be, and you do a lot of preparation Mm -hmm. beforehand so that you're really talking about that same thing of taking some time to be mindful and thoughtful about what it is you really want to accomplish for this year. Right. That's terrific. So so as people are looking at, okay, I want to create these goals, should they do one big goal? Do they do different goals in different areas? What's the most effective? Okay, so what's
1: most effective is what has worked for you historically, but not to be sarcastic about that, let me tell you what I suggest and play with this. So what I would invite you to do is actually set the goal of setting some time aside to go for a walk, to be in nature, to do things, and just think about what went on or what's going on in my life that I actually would like to see different. Just allow yourself to float with a question in something that isn't regimented, writing things down and thinking about it, da, 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 da. But you're in movement or in a pleasant situation, and you're allowing yourself to look back. You don't have to condemn the things. You just have to be an honest observer and say, what's going on in my life that I really would like to be different? And then start with those things. If it was different, the second question is, if it was different, what would it look like? And that begins to give you the option to clean up some blocks that you may not even know, you may not be achieving some things in your life because some other things are going on that until they get cleaned up, you actually can't move forward. There are realities to where we are at the moment. Some of them are structural. Some of them are mental. And when you acknowledge, oh, wait a minute, I can't leave this place right now because I have this obligation to finish, but I can do this. And you stop berating yourself, which is one of the most uh, detrimental things to goal setting, is that you actually start out looking at a goal as though you are a failure and you're going to kick your own butt and get you in (laughs) shape, and now you're going to do it right.
0: (laughs) Not the goal! We'll be right back with more of my discussion with Andrea Giglin, but right now, I wanted to take 60 seconds to tell you about another way to help you reach your goals. Sometimes there are things going on in your life that make it seem impossible to be happy or to achieve what it is you want to accomplish. You might feel stuck, or you might feel alone, or you might just feel overwhelmed. When that happens, one of the best things you can do is talk to someone who can give you the hope and perspective that you're looking for. BetterHelp Counseling is a confidential online counseling service that connects you with licensed professional counselors who can talk to you when it's most convenient for you. Whether you prefer text, chat, phone, or video, they'll help you connect with a counselor in less than 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option because Live Happy Now listeners get 10% off your first month. Go to betterhelp.com slash livehappy and use the discount code livehappy to get started. That's betterhelp.com slash livehappy. And now, let's get back to our conversation with Andrea. So as people are looking at thinking about the goals that they want to set and deciding what those are, what are some things that we should build into setting our goals that will kind of set us up for success? Your calendar. No sooner do you have a goal should you look at your calendar and actually pencil it in. There's
1: this lovely line that has stayed with me. I did not create it. If you want to know what's important to a person, look in their checkbook and look on their calendar. Mm. So once you have declared, yes, I have to say sometimes these lines come up. And, boy, it cuts through all the research very easily. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I could spout a little bit of research for you, or I could say, once you have an idea of something you want to add or subtract from the life, get your calendar out and schedule it. Because especially we who are in business and who are achievement-oriented within that realm, many of your listeners are in that category because we are structured as a society to be that way. Be honest with yourself and get your calendar out. See where there will be days that it doesn't work and days that it will work and all of that kind of thing. Actually see yourself. You're basically making a commitment to yourself that I will do this and I've made the time for it.
0: And how does that help when we write things down and we've got it on our calendar, we're probably going to write it down in a journal or something like that. How does that help us psychologically?
1: So here's one of the things that I will urge your listeners to do. If you're going to start anything in this process, keep all of your information in one place. One of the things that causes us to lose interest, get distracted, whatever you want to call it, is that we write a little bit in a journal. We write a little bit on our calendar. We make notes on our iPhones. We do it all different places. And if you consolidate in one place so that when you're looking, you're reinforcing, what we know, and this goes back, oh my goodness, some of the first research I looked at was 30 years ago. When you write things down, Your memory of it, your actual recollection that it is a commitment lasts longer. So you'll be able to see in your day-to-day life where things are blocking you or aiding you, blocking you or aiding you. Whereas if you just think about it, it's kind of like a thought that doesn't get attached to any action and it flits away a lot quicker. So it's just a support for how the mind works and the cognitive function works the best.
0: And how often should you revisit them? Do you need to remind yourself? Do you do like a weekly review? Or what's the most effective way for kind of staying on track with it? Yeah, you know, because I know myself
1: to be a visual person. And I am a person who likes discipline. Know your behavioral type. Know what inspires you. And for me, it is actually seeing words and pictures, words and pictures. So I actually do revisit, I have a daily process, I have a weekly process, I have a lot of life reviews built into my personal life, and with people I work with, we work towards developing the system, the repetitive system that works for them, because what you're doing, and we're not talking about the real global things, like 10 years from now I want to be here, I'm a person who stays, you know, 12 months to me is an eternity, but I do understand the necessity to think more globally. But in my life, and research has supported this, we have a tendency of thinking we can get so much done in the next 24 hours. That's why our to-do list never (laughs) quite get done. We think we're going to get it all done today, (laughs) but we do not think big enough when it comes to a year or five years or 10 years. And that is a skill to learn the difference. And so one of them, which I took from the work of Peter Bergman, who was a consultant in a similar business to mine, was that you do just the same way their, people are straightening their drawers these days and folding their clothes. He had that for business. And his suggestion was put all the crap in one place, on one list, then break it down to immediate, you know, what has to happen, what will move the needle of my business, and then have a someday maybe. And then on a day-to-day basis, you set out your week. And at the week, you have three top things, and they are to be the hardest things, yet done first each day. And there's resiliency the use of your energy level that supports you doing the toughest stuff first.
0: When you start doing that, what difference does it make? And I've got a couple of ways we want to go with this because I know there's people who are okay. like, oh yep. my God, that's so much work. But <laughs> let's talk before we get into okay. that and how you can actually do all that, what okay. what happens when you organize it like that?
1: Okay, when you organize it like that, you have a centralized place. You kind of, there was a wonderful book, the name's not going to come to me, but the opening line of the book has always stayed with me. And it's about how negative thoughts are like landing airplanes for an air traffic controller. They have to spot one and take it down, spot one and take it down, spot one and take it down. Well, that's what this process is suggesting take all the planes on that screen of an air traffic controller and one by one prioritize them is it a little bit of work on the front end yes a little bit of work i'm talking about organizing you know your week and that's the other part of this start with the parts that you can get done quickly so that you have an area of success to build on your desire I had a client recently who came to me for business reasons and also he wanted to reestablish in the dating world. And one of the things he needed to do first, and it was just a crazy thing that came up in conversation was he was telling me how organized he tends to be, but then he described a garage that has been completely cluttered since he moved into his house three years ago. So, the assignment was to organize the garage before we started back on online dating profiles and the things you do for that. You're basically supporting yourself and seeing success in one area that then gives you the impetus to want to succeed in another area. So, clearly, all these things I'm saying are not going to get done in the next 48 hours. What I'm offering you is. You get the opportunity to start a new year. Look at what you want to do differently from the standpoint of immediate to ninety days to one hundred and twenty days. When I'm having a cocktail next New Year's Eve, what will I be congratulating <laughs> myself on? You know,
0: like that's yeah, that's a terrific we, way to look yeah, at it. Yeah. Just get yeah, away from the urgency. <laughs> yeah, you know, because when I had a year in my early 30s, it was, it was an extremely difficult year. And the one thing that kept me going through it is I kept saying, at the end of this road, how do I want to look back and say I handled it? So Correct. you're kind of doing the same thing. Like when we get there next New Year's Eve, what do we want to look back and say we accomplished? Yeah, and I will
1: tell you that my work is my life. I've been at this well over 35 years, so it looks like my social life also, and that's a very critical part of this process. Normally, New Year's Day, I gather together a group of friends, young and old, and we have a letter writing session where they write, we each write a letter to ourselves about what we will be congratulating ourselves for one year from now, on January 1st, one year from now, what will you be congratulating yourself that the year went through? And then I take all the letters, they're addressed and sealed, they go into a safe. And sometime during the month of December, I take them out and I mail them to everyone. Now, that is an integral part of my social life. It has everything to do with my work and nothing to do with my work. Because that's what I'm urging your listeners to look at the concept of goal setting as. It's a way of organizing your life so that you get to live more life. And I'm asking you, just don't make it another stressful thing to do. Employ some of the easier, fun things that allow your your brain to kind of spark
0: and support you in seeing new and better and clearer. That's terrific. And that's a great way to approach it. As you said, it takes some of the pressure off of it, and I would yep. be remiss to let you go without discussing what to do when we start getting off track from those goals because that does happen. you know it's, it sounds oh. so good at the time we're setting them yes we're going to be amazing, and then real yep. life starts kicking in
1: i'll tell you what my personal process is and the one that I work with my clients on, so we've done the dump list, we've got the smaller list we Once a month, go through that list and you do an honest assessment. Did it not get done for a reason? If there is a reason, then find the support. So you do a review and you don't do it from the standpoint of being wrong, but taking corrective action. It's like making one wrong turn and then remembering to put the GPS back on you know, (laughs) that's great. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's a way of being that moves away from blaming you for not doing things and continually inspires you to take course correction. So you achieve more of what you want
0: in life. That's incredibly well said. That's such a fantastic approach. Thank you. And I'm sure it's very effective (laughs) as you illustrate. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. As always, Andrea, you've given us so much to think about and such a great way to approach it. So I really do appreciate you coming in and helping us start the new year and get us moving down the right road. Thank you so much. That was Dr. Andrea Giglin talking to us about how we can set and achieve our goals in 2020 and beyond. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at livehappynow.com. We hope you are already a subscriber to Live Happy Now. But if you're not, you can find us on the Pandora Podcast Network, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Just look for us on your favorite platform and hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.